0: you're listening to TNM Coaching Unplugged. TNM Unplugged features the diverse perspectives of a thriving global community of coaches, leaders, and experts. And it's all for you. With us today, we've got Giuseppe Ciotino, an executive coach based in Florida. Good afternoon to you, Giuseppe. I know it's afternoon. Or, no, it's actually morning where you it's are. Morning, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's morning yes. where you are. Afternoon where I am. Would you like to first of all just um, get, give a quick introduction to yourself, so everybody knows, you know, where you are and what you do?
1: Yes, sure. Uh, thank you. So, uh, Giuseppe Totino, my name. Um, originally from Italy, but I lived everywhere in the world. Or pretty much in a large part of it. And now I'm based, as you said, in Florida. My background is in the corporate world, but then for more than 15 years, I've been coaching. I'm a trainer and assessor of coaches for the ICF and the trainer of assessors as well. There are 11 of us around the world that train assessors. I hold the MCC credential, which is the master credential for uh, uh, the ICF. Certainly, um, I've been uh, loving what I do, and I've been working uh, with um, thousands of coaches in the past fifteen years or so.
0: Great! And today you're going to talk about executive coaching. What we thought we'd do is rather than talking about how to have a successful coaching session with your client, thought we'd take a look at the bigger picture and from a business perspective. Because as you said when we were setting up this interview, and I thought that you know they That's exactly it. It's not just about being a coach. It's about running a successful coaching business. And when you're an executive coach, you serve two masters, the client, the coachee, and of course, also the sponsor, the organization. So that's our topic for today. Giuseppe, a difficult line to to walk?
1: Well, I'm glad you're really giving us the space to talk about uh, the the important aspect of uh, running the business of coaching as well as being a great coach ourselves. Is it difficult probably? It depends, uh, I would say, but certainly is important. And uh, it's important for a coach to understand that, that there is not just the skill of coaching, but there is everything else that goes around that core Component of our business, and uh, that uh, is uh, really what makes us successful: is to be able to run great coaching conversation, as well as running a successful relationship building with the executive world, everybody else that is involved, and also to understand that when we are doing an executive coaching program, there are many needs involved. There are the needs of the sponsors, there are the needs of the coachee, and there are the needs of the coach as well. They all need to be harmonized and aligned in order for successful engagement to become successful. And therefore, I would say success starts much before we start the coaching sessions. And that, that is something that perhaps, if you wish, we can talk about today. Vivian.
0: Okay. Yeah. Let's take a look at that. How do you build those foundations? What's the first contact? And how do you ensure well, we'll talk about client confidentiality, perhaps, in the next Yes. Time. Take a look at laying those healthy foundations at the very start. What insights have you learned over the years that you've been doing this?
1: Sure. So the first thing is that um, you need to be clear about uh, why an organization may call on you and uh, you know, what they are looking for. And uh, I would say it's important to understand their needs clearly. To understand what are the expectations, what they envisage for, uh, you know, as a success of this program, what it means success for them, and to see whether coaching is actually the right thing to achieve those results. Because sometimes we may confuse coaching with something else, and maybe there is a need for another type of uh, intervention, whether it is actually training, consulting, or Who knows? Mediation, perhaps. So we need to to establish that. And I would say, this is the work that we need to do before we go into saying, yes, I want to work with you on a coaching program. We would need to qualify what exactly is that the sponsor is looking for. That is step one. And I would say, this is uh, coming from the perspective of what are the business needs? So what is it that the business is looking for to achieve generally? And therefore, if this coaching is going to take place, how is this coaching contributing to serving those business needs? So we need to put into the context of why we're looking at coaching. And then we qualify this in a form that is uh, the results that we want to achieve can be observed and measured. We need to make sure that the client, the sponsor is, uh, in a place that can appreciate the value that we bring through coaching. And therefore, if there is something that in the context of executive coaching, in other types of coaching might be different. But in the context of executive coaching, if we are not able to work with a client that in a way can be observed and measured, then chances are that the work that we do as a coach might not be appreciated. From there, there can be frustration. There can be additional problems that eventually may not play well for you as a coach in terms of you as a professional figure in your business environment. And so we want to preserve this. We want to make sure that if we say yes to an engagement, we say yes out of our full conviction that this is something we can deliver. Make sense?
0: Mm, Yeah, it makes total sense. So what you're basically saying is establish the need or the purpose of Mm -hmm. the coaching and then what success looks like.
1: Exactly, exactly.
0: And in that process, you may, as you say, realize that actually this is not the right time for coaching.
1: Possibly, yes. You may say this is not the right time or this is not the right, let's say, um, response to the need. There might be others, uh, other response. And to have very vulnerably having a very honest conversation with the client, which in my opinion, if we do that, Really build trust in us as coaches, as professionals with our integrity. We are not running after money. We are running after success, which means we are touching people's life. We are touching organizations' life. If we and when we do so, we completely change the way the client, potential client, the organizations, and the individual will look at us. And going forward, that means that they will see us as a reference point for every time that kind of need arises, as opposed to We say yes to everything, but then, you know, we are setting ourselves up for potential failure. And this is a very uphill road to walk.
0: Absolutely. Uh, Indeed, it's that willingness to be able to walk away. You talk there about honesty and, of course, authenticity, walking the talk as a coach, basically. So in practical terms, would that involve a a phone call with the client, a virtual meeting or maybe a face-to-face meeting if it worked? How would you see that work taking place with the client that's set up before the first session?
1: A great question. And I can certainly say my opinion on this, and this doesn't mean that is the only way. But personally, if possible, I'd like to have an initial conversation. It can happen in any way in terms of a uh, uh, phone call or even through emails if that is uh, the, the preferred way by the client. But at some point, if possible, I'd like to be face-to-face. i like to establish We know we are talking about human relationships, and I want to have that human relationship be built out of this presence, if possible. It's not always possible, but if it's possible, I would go for it. I will make myself available and request the availability of the sponsor. Because things happen just out of that flow that takes place when we are together. The other thing is that we would need to not just have a one-way conversation between us and the sponsor, But we have to have the same kind of dialogue with the coachee and uh, understand whether we are all on the same page. Because this is the important work that we do before we go into the engagement, the actual session is an alignment. And uh, once there is this alignment, I would say, let's put it in writing. And I like to call this our learning agreement so that a learning agreement will contain exactly all the key components that inform our relationship in terms of the learning It's not the confidentiality as you mentioned this is something that comes as well but is separate or is not the rules of engagement in terms of you know if you don't show up or uh, are, is the organization giving due to the executive time to work with us etc these are other things to me these other things are not less important but they come let's say maybe later it's first important to establish through a learning agreement what are the needs of the of the business? So why? Where is the business going? You know, and therefore why we are doing this coaching program? What needs to be learned? What needs to be changed? And how are we going to measure it? Can we observe it? Can we measure it? Whatever is the change? Whatever is the outcome? Whatever are the results that we are looking for?
0: Okay. So there's an alignment meeting with the with the uh, with the sponsor. Mm-hmm. And then there 's an alignment meeting with the client, with the coachee, to ensure yes. you've got harmony there, and you come up with this learning agreement, and I guess that 's what success looks like through all your eyes you know the coach the coache, and the sponsor Yes what about confidentiality because that 's a really difficult line to walk, and I think certainly for me as as an executive coach that that 's where you know, I do. Giuseppe, I'll be honest, I waver sometimes. I'm not always 100% sure where my loyalties lie when push comes to shove, as it often does. What, what do you think about that?
1: Yes, it's a very crucial aspect of our relationship. So there is no question that unless the coachee fully trusts that what happens between the coachee and us stays with us. They are going to open up. And we know, I know from experience, that when we do not open up, we may not go deep enough. And if we do not go deep enough, there are less chances. I don't say it's impossible. that There are less chances that you are going to touch those intimate parts of an individual that allows a transformation. We are talking about transformational coaching. We are like, We are talking about that deep change that takes place in an individual. And so for that to happen, there must be that trust, that intimacy between you and your client, your coachee, so that at that level, you can have the depth of conversation that really go into the most intimate part of an individual. And from that place, you can work towards the change they're looking for that was in that learning agreement. Now. This is what ideally should be the case. And as a coach, I would say my take is that we need to preserve it. We need to preserve it because this is our insurance policy for success. When we are in that place, we are maximizing the potential for the transformation to take place. So what can we do to be in that place and maintain to that place? In an ideal world, this setting should be Not just understood, but preserved, defended, honored by the sponsor as well. The sponsor should understand, particularly if they have been through coaching themselves, how important is that there is that level of trusted intimacy. Sometimes it's not the case. Now, if that is not the case, I would certainly say that we would need to put everything in writing as to what is allowed and what is not allowed. Now, my preference, and I'm following strictly my association, I'm part of the International Coach Federation, and we have the Code of Ethics, which also include confidentiality clauses, is not to say, in the absence of a clear written agreement, not to say anything about the content of our conversation, unless I have a written consent by the client, but the client meaning the coachy. Of course, I can say things like, is the coach showing up? I can say, is the coachee engaged? Is the coachee, I can go, you know, as far as saying general themes, are these general themes aligned to the learning agreement? Other than this, I would say nothing else unless I do have written consent from the client. And even in that case, from the client, meaning the coachee, even in that case, I have my preferred way. And again, it's my way. Other professional coaches might do differently. And I would open the conversation with the coachee and say, there is this need to know and learn this. Are you willing to talk about this with your managers, with your learning manager, with your direct manager, with HR, whatever? So that is for them to open rather than for me. And in this way, I preserve my complete Let's say position of a professional that maintain total confidentiality toward my client. Now, again, this is a conversation that I would open before the coaching engagement takes place. I would even have alongside the learning agreement, a confidentiality agreement signed by both the sponsor and the coachee so that everybody's on the same page. And that would prevent confusion and potential conflict to arise along the way. How does it sound to you?
0: Yeah, great. Really clear boundaries there. And and really using um, facilitation skills early on, as you say, even before the first coaching session, to ensure that everybody has this common understanding, we're all aligned and we all understand what we're doing here, why we're doing it, and what we're aiming at. And just yes. very quickly, unfortunately, I mean, I could really talk long time about this subject, I've learned so much just listening to you, listening how different coach works and how you approach this. When you're coaching, though, when you're coaching a sponsored client, yes, in your heart, where are you in that coaching session? With the sponsor or
1: with the yeah. client? Wonderful uh, question. And uh, I am with both, but in a different way. As much as uh You are, for example, as a, let's say, with friends, with different friends, or as a parents with different kids, you are with both, but in a different way. When you are in a coaching conversation, the coachee shows up because they value being there with you. And therefore, I am completely with them, trusting that they can find their own solutions, and I work with them as a partner to facilitate that possibility for them, to work with them for them to find it and maximize this potential out of a complete trust in my client. They can do it. At the same time, I also embrace the sponsor because the sponsor is also present with me because they need this coaching program to get some benefits. So it is my duty to maintain the alignment to what I subscribe in the learning agreement so that as a coach, I maintain the professional conduct that for me is so important so that whatever I do, serve the agreement that I, with them, uh, subscribe. So I do hold both of things. And if I find myself to be in any way in a potential conflict, I speak it up and I say, mm, I'm not convinced that this is what we are here for. And so, for example, if we are going on a repetitive pattern away from what we are there for, I would say to my client, this is not, you know, the program we sign up for. We need to stay within what we agreed to do. This is very, very important. This is very different, by the way, from what happens in a Different private setting where the coachee can really drive us wherever they want. And we follow them. We are the co-pilot on the car that they drive. This is absolutely fine. Then that's why I say the success of executive coaching starts before. And we would do some check-in points in the middle to see where, where we are. And there are many ways to do the check-in. And then we would do a final assessment at the end. So that throughout the program, we keep that alignment and we monitor the progress towards success. And when we do that and there is success, you are going to be the star coach for that organization because you have really been the best partner they could ever find to bring about change in someone's life, performance, etc.
0: Well, I shall look forward to talking about that in our next session, Giuseppe. It's been a pleasure. I've been Vivian Ladamati, He's been Giuseppe Tocchino.
1: Thank you, Vivian.
0: Thank you so much.